the Just Saying podcast is proud to have Our Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In this episode today, I'm going to share with you some writing quips and tips, some really fun and insightful comments from writers about writing. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here, thrilled. And if you've been here before, I'm really excited to have you back. As you know, we're trying very hard to make you a better communicator, more intentional, clear, and concise in your thinking and your communicating. And writing is a big part of that. If you're new to the podcast, you may know that I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And what we talk about a lot on this podcast are the value and the importance of thinking, creating a a space for you to think, before you communicate, and also the considerations of when your point gets across and when it doesn't and why and how to do that. So we're talking more and more about not just this brief methodology about how to be a concise communicator, but this new companion program we've created called Quiet Works, and you can find information about that on thequietworkplace.com. And what I'm really getting at is, is creating this protection for your brain, some some quiet, some, some silence during your day to think about the things that matter to you in your life and the people around you and your career and your job and how you communicate about that, how you talk about it. And writing is a big part of that. Recently, I did a, a podcast called Afraid to Write, and I talk, just talked about the fear because many people, whether they're early in their career or people that are advanced in their career are just afraid to write, to put the pen to paper or sit down at a computer and and, and write anything for many different reasons. And you know, writing is a habit. And as a professional writer, um, there's always room for improvement, but it's something that I believe that many people overthink. And the reason I'm doing this podcast today about these quips and tips, these sayings and, and best practices, if you will, is that we all need a nice insightful nudge every once in a while to, to write even better, and myself included. So. Where did this podcast idea come from? It, many of them don't come out of thin air. I, I observe and I watch and I'm teaching courses and I'm interacting with my colleagues and clients, both our government clients and our corporate clients. And I hear through the grapevine what people are talking about. And writing is a big part of how people communicate these days. You know, you get um, you know, plenty of opportunities to talk to people face-to-face, but more and more as people work in a hybrid environment, writing is... Is, is more um, expected, and some people feel exposed. And by this, by no means in this podcast am I going to fix all those problems, but what I do want to talk about are some experiences and some insights that come from the experts. Um, where did this come from? Well, there was a, a, a newsletter that we sent out recently, and if you want to subscribe, if you go to thebrieflab.com, you can subscribe on that site to our monthly, it's called Brief Notes, and it comes out pretty much every month, and it's short, and 
what I always do is I talk about um, ideas worth sharing, um, news, ideas worth considering is the first section, news worth sharing, and people worth quoting. And I quoted in the last month's episode, Albert Einstein, and in a previous edition, I quoted from a guy named Elmore Leonard. So I don't know, I was just doing some thinking and, and reading and and I, his name kind of came back to me. And it's funny because I always can get his name backwards. I, I don't. I always forget if his name is Elmore Leonard or Leonard Elmore. Um, he's got two first names. Um, but he. This is a guy that wrote a lot of westerns, and he's fam- famous for as a fiction writer. As a, um, he's famous for the movie Get Shorty, and he's written a lot of of uh, a lot of stuff. That's a lot of his stuff that's turned into movies. And um, he. He's got a lot of good insights, so I was reading on about him online, and then it talked about it. He wrote an essay on writing. So I clicked on the link, and it sent me to this website, and I'll, I'll share this in the show notes. Um, it's his 10 rules for good writing, and I started reading those, and then I noticed, oh, it was a compilation of a lot of, you know, tips from other writers about good writing. So I started clicking through that and I didn't, it wasn't a rabbit hole. I just kept doing, I was doing research and it was planned for me to, you know, kind of look, look deeper into this, you know, and I, I found enough that I'm like, you know what, this would make a good podcast because there's enough goodness here that I can just kind of read from the list. And I just wanted you to keep in mind that good writing is something that, you know, you don't just get to it and you're good. Like you're, I, I don't need to be better. You can always be better. Is we just need these nudges from time to time to write even better, to push us, right? And the risk if we don't is we get stuck, we're not improving, um, we're afraid and we stay afraid. And obviously the reward is that we're learning, then we're writing, and then we're relearning or learning more and writing more. And it's a habit. As you start to do this more and more, you get better at it. And I'm just going to share this list with you and make some comments after each one of these quips and tips. Um, for, okay, so starting from Elmore Leonard, his 10 rules for good writing, here are, the, here are the, the three or four that I like the most. One of them is keep your exclamation points under control. You are allowed no more than two or three per 100,000 words of prose. People abuse that. And I just wrote in my notes here, yes, exclamation mark. Oh, was, and then I wrote myself, was that exclamation mark appropriate? So I, I agree with that. So people, and I do that too, I abuse, especially in texting. His next suggestion is never use the words suddenly or or all hell broke loose. I don't know exactly when I would use all hell broke loose or suddenly, but it was too good not to include. Then he says, try to leave out the part that readers tend to skip, which I included in my newsletter. That's That's excellent. I love that. And then his last one is, if it sounds like writing, I rewrite it. Those are suggestions from Elmore Leonard. And now I move on to George Orwell, which is obviously famous for 1984, Animal Farm. And he's got some really good ones. His first tip is, what am I trying to say? And for me as a writer, that's helped me tremendously as I'm writing. What am I trying to say? And then just write down that. Another prompt that I use is, in other words, okay, these, are, these always help us, frequently help us to turn a better 
simpler phrase. What am I trying to say? He also suggests, can I put it more shortly? Be brief. Say it in fewer words. Okay, so he goes on to say, a lot of them are related. Never use a long word where a short one will do. Then he says, if it is possible to cut a word out, always cut it out. Those are very related. Be economical. And then finally, never use a foreign phrase, a scientific word, or a jargon word if you can think of an everyday English equivalent. Speak simply, not fancy. That doesn't mean the vocabulary should be poor, but he's citing some where you're trying to be jargon, you're trying to be technical, scientific, foreign phrases that people might not understand what you're saying. Find, if you can, think of an everyday English equivalent, use it. I think that's a great suggestion. That's George Orwell. Now, we're turning to Strunk and White. So these are um, E.B. White and Will Strunk wrote um, together. And their famous, most famous book is The Elements of Style, which I'm a huge fan of. Every good writer that I know owns that book. So if you don't own it, buy it. It's less than $10 to the paperback. It's in like its millionth edition. There are two in here that I think are noteworthy. One is omit needless words. It's point number 17 in Elements of Style. The Elements of Style, I feel like the, the book Brief really was an homage to, to that um, suggestion. Very powerful. If it's, if, it's, if it's not needed, cut it out. Be brief. Trim. And then his next suggestion is use the active voice. Now, for some of those uh, listening to this podcast, maybe you know what the active voice is or versus passive, but if you don't, I'll just recap, and this helped me as, as well, just as I was preparing. So an example of um, active voice was they made mistakes, and the passive voice was mistakes were made. An example of the active, of active voice is Mario sent the email, and the passive voice would be the email was sent by Mario. Now, there are arguments back and forth about if passive voice is necessary sometimes when you want to focus on what happened versus who did it. Um, but suffice it to say that being by saying things in the active voice, it's more powerful, according to Strunk and White. Now I'm going to venture into some people that I don't know. So I, I know uh, Strunk and White. I know um, George Orwell. I know... Um, Elmore Leonard, but this this guy I don't Neil Neil Gaiman. I probably pronounce Gaiman or Gaiman. Um, he was a pop. He was a popular um, kind of kind of the rock star of the literary world, world, according to what I read. His first suggestion of good writing is write, and I just put the comment: it's a habit, so do it more and more. And this next one I thought was noteworthy was laugh at your own jokes, and I like telling jokes, and I laugh at my own jokes. Um. The point here is, if you don't think it matters, nobody else will. And that goes for verbal communication, and it goes for written communication. Write, and if you don't win over yourself first, if it doesn't matter to you, it's not going to matter to me. Whether you're telling me, you're saying it to me, you're writing it to me, laugh at your own jokes. That's a great suggestion. The next suggestions are from Henry Miller. Not familiar with him, but he is, according to this website, he, was, he created something of a new literary form called semi-autobiographical novels. Um, and he's got two suggestions, which is one is work on one thing at a time until finished. So he was not an advocate in the writing process of multitasking. 
my comment there is focus to finish the draft. Okay, you can't start something and go right to final, but finish what you've started, which is if it's your first draft, your second draft, work on one thing at a time until finished. And the second comment was don't be nervous. Work calmly, joyously, recklessly on whatever is at hand or is in hand. And I just wrote down, don't worry, just get it going. Sometimes we overthink it. What are you trying to say? And that could be a really good suggestion to be a better writer. Now we're going to move on to a person that I'd never heard of, and she's a nun. Her name is Carita Kent, and she was an artist, a teacher, and a social justice advocate, along with being um, a sister in the Immaculate Heart of Mary. She was a Catholic nun. Um, her f- one of her rules, which I thought was great, which is general rules of a student are to pull everything out of your teacher, pull everything out of your fellow students. And I just, my comment there, my takeaway was everyone's a teacher. Then everyone, for me, everyone's a teacher. If I, can, if I need to pull it out of my teacher and my students, then pull it out of everybody around you. Everybody's teaching you something. Learn from their successes, from their failures, what they're doing, they're not doing. Just pull it, yank it out of them. I thought it was a great suggestion. And the next one, which I really stood out to me, is don't try to create and analyze at the same time. They're different processes. You're creating an idea and analyzing if it's worthwhile at the same time, you're going you're gonna to negate the idea. So just creating and analyzing are different steps. I thought that was really great. So you're, you're being creative. You're coming up with ideas, insights, ways of doing things, ways of saying things. Then analyze it later. This is very much parallel with the process that we teach at the Brief Lab about writing. We teach a process called Tower. Think, outline, write, edit, rewrite. Tower. Think, outline, write, edit, rewrite. That's Tower. It's a five-step writing process. What's interesting of that five steps, two, only two of them are writing. The other three are really quiet, generating quiet. So you're thinking about something. Well, what I tell people in the exercises that we're starting this Quiet Works program is thinking is a separate process or step than outlining. So when you're thinking, you don't, you're probably, you can be writing things down, but when you, once you start writing things down, you start cataloging your deciding. That's very similar to like creating is separate than analyzing. Thinking is separate than organizing. So treat them as separate steps. I thought that was a great suggestion for writers. And finally, a guy named Andrew Motion, he said, decide when in the day or night it best suits you to write and organize your life accordingly. Find out what and when really works for me to write. What time? And then finally, he says, write for tomorrow, not for today. And I think my takeaway from that sentence is, does, it, does your writing have staying power? Okay. So kind of fun. These are some quips and tips about being a better writer. Highly suggest them. You may be wondering what my writing tips are. It's a fair question. I haven't written them yet. Just saying.